0: So if this is your first time here and you're, this is the first week that you're joining us in our series, uh, we've been building off of Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31, and it says this, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. So that was week one, I believe, or week two. Uh, they shall mount up with wings like eagles, that was last week, and then today we're going to finish this off. They shall run and not be weary, they shall walk. And not faint. So uh, I got one more text for you this morning. It's going to be found in Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. It says this Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so deep, so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting uh, him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides, beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give. Oh, that was a lot of text. This morning, I wanna to talk to you briefly, if you're taking notes, I wanna to talk to you from the subject don't quit now, don't quit now. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't quit now. Don't. Come on, turn to your second choice and be like, hey, don't quit now. Don't quit now. Ooh, I like that, I like that. This morning, I encourage you, lean in and let's have some church this morning. Amen, somebody? All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for today. God, we thank you for what you're already doing in this place. God, what you've already done in our first worship experience. God, I pray that uh, after the next few moments that we're here together, that, Holy Spirit, that you would just read the room. You would read our hearts. You know what each and every person in this room needs to hear. Uh, And so I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would do your job. We acknowledge you this morning as our guest of honor. And we say we want to leave here better. We want to leave here changed, but not for our own benefit but so that we can change the world around us. We love you so much. In Jesus' name. Come on, everyone, say Amen. 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 Hey, friends, I got this love-hate relationship with running. It's true. I love what running does to me. I don't like actually running, though. I don't like, I don't, I just, there's nothing about running that I enjoy. Except for the results. And so i tell you all this because for a while I was running the track every day. I was running two to three miles and I was just, now when I first started, I had, my lung capacity was not there. I got asthma and it just, like it was not happening. But as I, as I, as I showed up to the track more and more, my endurance increased. And so I was telling my friend this. I was like, hey, man, like I, I run out on the track every day. I run like two, three miles. And he, and he says to me, he says, can I join you? Now, I'm no fool. I looked at him. I made sure to see if I thought that he could outrun me. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you can join me. You know what I'm saying? And, and so like, we, we met at the track, and we were going to run. Now, he gave me three warning flags that I realized in that moment that I made a huge mistake. <laughs> now, the uh, warning flag number one, is as soon as he got to the track, he's like, all right, bro, let's stretch. And I was like, stretch? <laughs> you know, like, but he was, and so he started stretching, but he was stretching like all professional. <laughs> you know, like when I stretch, I'm like... You know, like that's all I do for I'm like whatever. But he was like stretching like and I was like, oh no. He knows what he's doing, you know? And uh, so so we're like okay, whatever. And then I was trying to be a gentleman, you know, because I'm a pastor, I'm a Christian. So I was like, hey man, like you, you go ahead, I'll let you set the pace of of of, of the of of, of our, our race, or not race, but like our, our running. And uh yeah. And uh, he's like, okay, cool. And this guy, one in flag number two, he started almost practically sprinting. (laughs) And I'm like, oh! And so, like, I'm trying to keep up with him. And I'm thinking, John, this was the worst mistake ever. (laughs) And if that wasn't enough, this guy, after mile one, he has the the tenacity, he's like, we're running. So, how's your family? Don't talk to me. <laughs> I got to save my energy. And he's like, he's just asking about my wife and my kids. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, for those with asthma, we're just running. We have enough energy in the tank just to run. <laughs> and, then, and then he does the most alpha thing ever. We're running. And he realizes that I can't have a conversation with him. And he's like, hey, bro. Do you, do you, you want to slow down? <laughs> or we can stop if you need to stop. And I'm like never. You know like I'm getting so upset, but I'm exhausted. Finally we hit the 2 mile mark and we're done and I'm I'm just like I'm like I'm done. I'm exhausted. And he's like, "Hey, we should do this again." And I'm like, "Okay, never." You know? That was the worst time of my life ever. I was exhausted, and and so so here I am. Like I'm exhausted, I'm depleted. I just want to give up on life. I don't want to, you know. I get. To, I'm just going dark quickly. And, uh, and, and so so I'm exhausted, right? And, and I realized that, that 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 the reason why I was so exhausted is because I was running, I, I was running at a pace that didn't match my level of endurance yeah, at that particular good. moment in time that's good. that like i was running at this pace that that wasn't that that didn't line up with my endurance level mm-hmm. and i began thinking about this i, I began thinking about me just getting exhausted and and me running out of of energy and i was thinking like man if we're honest that's a lot like life yeah. isn't it Like, if I am not careful, I will run at a pace that is okay for future me, but is unsustainable for right now me. If I'm not careful, I will run at a pace that is suitable for me down the line, but is unsustainable for where I'm at currently. And the reason why it's suitable for future me and unsustainable for right now me is because I have not yet worked up to that level of endurance that is necessary for me to reach my desired results. And here's what I've discovered in life is that that if I outpace my endurance, I become exhausted. Mm -hmm. If I outpace my endurance level, I become depleted. I become weary. I become exhausted. And here's what I bet you know to be true, that exhaustion is real. Now, some of y'all, you're like, you don't got to tell me twice, Pastor. Like, I know. (laughs) Exhaustion's a real thing. But it's so bizarre to me because because our culture almost celebrates exhaustion. Doesn't it? Now, it doesn't go out and just verbally vocalize, like, glorifying exhaustion. It's not like, whoa, we're exhausted. Yes. It doesn't do that, but it sounds more like this. Hey, how was your work? How, how was your week? It was busy. So busy. I had my kids. I had to work. I'm just so busy. And, and, and have you noticed that the busier you are during your week in your answer, the more people are like, good job, buddy. <laughs> Woo, busy. No one has ever said, how was your week? Oh, you know what? I just had so much rest. <laughs> I feel so good right now. So, I, just, I just relaxed and I did nothing and it was a. No one ever says that. And if they do, you start judging them like, oh, you're probably lazy. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Because like we glorify exhaustion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so exhaustion, exhaustion is real. It's a real thing. And but this idea, this concept of exhaustion, it's it's really tricky. Because exhaustion, it could be both dangerous and advantageous for you. So so this idea of being exhausted, it could be very dangerous. Because exhaustion, it affects all of you. Exhaustion, it affects your spirit. And if it affects your spirit, then exhaustion, it works its way up to your, your, your the way that you think, your mentality and, and your emotions. And then if exhaustion gets right here, all of a sudden exhaustion begins to show physically. Yeah. And so exhaustion, man, it affects all of me. It affects everything I am. Yeah. Every part of me. And it's dangerous. But if if uh, exhaustion was dangerous, it's not just the fact because it affects all of me, but, but exhaustion is dangerous because of the mindset it gives me. Yeah. See, exhaustion makes me believe that I have nothing to give. Think about it. it. Like, when I'm exhausted, I'm like, I have nothing to give to you right now. When I'm exhausted and people come up to me, no, no, hey, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. <laughs> it gives us this this mentality that, that because I'm exhausted, I have nothing to give to you. Yeah. But There's a problem with that because what we read in Acts chapter 20 is the apostle Paul, he reminds us of something that Jesus says. And Jesus says that it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. So my blessing doesn't come with me just receiving, because when I'm exhausted, my mentality is just it's all about me. Feed me. Right. Give me. I receive. I'm receiving. But but blessing doesn't come in me just receiving. Blessing comes when I'm willing to give. And and, and so 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 uh, exhaustion, it becomes so dangerous. Not because it just affects me, but because of the mentality that it gives me that you gotta serve me because I'm exhausted. Yeah. But exhaustion, exhaustion doesn't just have to be dangerous, it doesn't have to just be dangerous. In fact, exhaustion could actually be advantageous for you and for me. Yeah. See, because what exhaustion does and it gives me it gives me this brief opportunity to, whoo that was tiring, but it gives me an opportunity to step back, to assess where I'm at, to assess where I want to be, and to assess the steps that I need in order to reach it. And so, really, the difference between, but uh, between. Exhaustion being dangerous and advantageous is when it's dangerous, it becomes dangerous when I begin to believe that that me removing myself from, from this race is, is permanent, right. yeah. whereas it's advantageous for me when I realize, okay, I'm exhausted, I better just take a step back for a second, I got to regain my, my breath, my, my, my spiritual lungs, they got to breathe again, okay, I'm back in the game. But it's dangerous when I'm like, "Ooh, ooh I'm tired. <laughs> I'm exhausted." And some of us, I feel like we can resonate with this because we are—we feel exhausted. Yeah. But I, I need you to know: be careful. You, you don't want it to be a danger to you. It can be advantageous for you. So exhaustion is real. But the great news is, is that Jesus wants to build up your endurance. Mm-hmm. Yes. So if you're here this morning, uh, great news is that, 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 that Jesus, he wants to build up your endurance level. He, he says it in, in Hebrew, the author says it in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse one, that we would run with endurance the race set before us, yeah. and so, so Jesus desires you to have endurance, so that you can run this race faithfully, yeah. so that you can run uh, the, in the manner that He desires you to run. And it's very, it's very crucial that we understand that 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 endurance that we can build our endurance because. Each and every person in this room has a purpose. Each and every person that's watching us online has a calling. But as long as I embrace exhaustion, as long as exhaustion becomes my permanent posture, as long as that takes place, I will never be able to fulfill, let me rephrase that. It'll take longer mm-hmm. to fulfill the calling and purpose that God has for your life. So yeah. Yeah. In fact, what we read in Hebrews chapter in the in the letter of Hebrews, uh, most scholars believe that this is a letter written to Christ, Jewish Christians who lived in Jerusalem. And uh, and and the 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 letter of Hebrews it, it has one giant theme, and here's the theme. Don't give up. The the entire letter can be summed up with this idea, keep pushing forward. Don't give up. And what the author does in Hebrews chapter 11, he takes 40 verses and he begins to encourage his audience, his readers, by remembering the men and women of faith In the past that endured hardship, that had to go through some stuff, who wanted to to give up because they were exhausted, but they chose to keep moving forward because they had endurance. And so for 40 verses, for 40 verses, the, the The author is reminding the reader of these men and women. And then all of a sudden, he gets to the very next chapter, chapter 12. And he starts off with chapter 12 like this. If they can do it, so can you. And so my heart this morning, if you get nothing else from this message is to understand if the people in here can do it, yeah. could press forward and move, so can you, and so can you, and so can you. So the question is, how do I build up my endurance? How, how do I get to a place where I, just, I build up my endurance so that I could run this race set before me? I'm glad you asked. So here, here's what we're gonna do. I'm, uh, I'm gonna I wanna give you three ways that you and I can build our endurance. Three ways to build our endurance so that you can run this race set before you. All right. Cheers. Number one, the first the first way that I build my endurance is I need to learn to lighten my load. I need to learn to lighten the load. Check check out what what the author writes. He says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. I find it so fascinating that the author, uh, he identifies two types of weights. He identifies a weight that is um, obvious but then he also identifies a weight that's just a little more subtle. And so he says, be careful for the weight, the obvious weight. And he associates the obvious weight with sin. And he's like, be careful for this weight because it'll trip you up. And it's like the obvious one. It's like this, it's like this right here. This is, if I held this up, you know what this is. It's a Weight. weight. It's obvious. Hopefully it's obvious. If it's not obvious, you've never worked out a day in your life. But we love you. You're welcome here. Um, <laughs> but th- th- this is a weight. It's obvious. And so the author of Hebrews, he- he's letting us know, hey, be careful to, or, or learn to strip off every weight that slows you down and the one that trips you up. And he's like, this is the one that's going to trip you up. But luckily for us, it's obvious. Yeah. Luckily for us, we, we, we can kind of identify things that are, that are sinful, right? We can kind of, more than likely, you you and I are able to identify things that we're like, well, probably should stop that. Yeah. <laughs> Harmful habits, generational addictions. Mm-hmm. Like, those are obvious. Yeah. But then, but the author says, don't, don't. To strip off weights, not just the obvious one, not just the one that trips you up, but he, but the author says, but the one that actually slows you down as well. Mm. And that, my friends, is the more tricky one, yeah. because it's less obvious. It's 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 less obvious than, than 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 the the weight. In fact, it's kind of like this. I have my backpack here, and uh, this is this is this is kind of like what what he's saying. So it's obvious, you know, like that, that, that's obvious. This one's more subtle. He said, he said the obvious one, it trips you up. The obvious one trips you up. So like you know it's, but, but the, there's another way that just slows you down, mm-hmm. slows you down a bit. And, and this one is tricky because it's like this backpack right here. Now in this backpack, there are only things that, that are beneficial to me. Or there, there's, a, there, in this backpack, there, there are things that are not bad. There, it's all good things. Like, like, in fact, let's check it out. Let's see. What do we got? We have, a, we have a hammer, right? You never know. You go running, you might need a hammer, right? Listen, I've seen the remnant. Leonardo DiCaprio, a case of bear attacks, you got, you got to have a hammer. So it's not a bad thing. It's, it adds some weight, you know, whatever. Um, I have, oh, Nice. Some Gatorades, yeah. right? Like I know, I know what you're thinking, John. Why do you have a whole case? Who cares, right? Like I get thirsty. If I'm running, I'm gonna get thirsty. And so I'm just putting that in my backpack. Oh, I got one more thing. There. I have sunscreen. See, contrary to belief, brown people use sunscreen. <laughs> <laughs> Some of y'all like, what do you use sunscreen? We need it. We need it. So I got sunscreen. And so, so, so in my backpack, these are all things that, they're not bad. They're not bad at all. Matter of fact, I might crack open one of those Gatorades. But these things, they're, they're not bad. But what they are, after a while, it adds some weight. After a while, it could eventually slow me down. See, the thing about carrying stuff like this is that you don't feel it originally. You don't feel it when you first put it on your back. You start noticing how heavy it is once you start going for a while. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it just starts slowing you down. You're like, my God. who's this is heavy, Lord. Right? And it's heavy, and it weighs a down. But the, the crazy thing is, is that this the things in here, they're not bad. The question is, are they beneficial? Yeah. They're not bad, but are they beneficial? So are they it. beneficial in helping me reach the, uh, the, the place that God has for my life? Are they beneficial to have me run this race set before me? Is it beneficial? Yeah. See, some of us, because this is obvious, we know to stay away from these But some of the things that we're holding on to, that we're carrying, they may not be bad, but they're not beneficial. So that relationship that you have, it ain't bad. He's a Christian. She's a Christian. We love each other. May not be bad, but are they beneficial to you? That career that you just want so bad. It's not a bad thing, but is it beneficial to you? Is it slowing you down to reach the thing that God has for your life? And so so if I want to learn to live with or to, to build my endurance, I, I got to be able to, to learn to lighten the load. I got to learn to identify the things that are bad and the things that are beneficial. And the things that are beneficial, I got to keep. But the things that, that just don't seem bad but aren't beneficial, I got to learn to sit down yeah. because I got to lighten my load. I got to be able to, to have my, my spiritual lungs at a place that is healthy, that is not weighed down by things. And so... Uh, So, I gotta learn to lighten the load. Now, the second second thing that we gotta do in order to build our endurance, the author says this we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. So, the second way that I build my endurance is I gotta find both a team and a coach. I gotta find both a team and a coach. If I am going to increase my endurance level, I need people around me who are like-minded. I need people around me that will help build my spiritual lungs, that will help give me endurance. I need a team around me. Now the team, there's, there's two points to have a team. The first one is the team, they call me up. And the second thing is they call me out. So when I have a team around me, they call me up. So they're like, They're always looking to see if I'm reaching my potential. And if they notice that I'm not reaching my potential, they call me up. Hey, don't forget you're called to more. Don't forget God created you for something greater. Don't settle. They're always calling me up. Hey, don't get, they're always calling me up. Don't give up. But a team doesn't just call me up. They also call me out. Hey, she's dangerous for you, bro. He's dangerous for you, sister. Hey, that's probably not the best place to hang out. That's probably not the best thing to digest. Be careful. And so they don't just call me up, but they call me out. You shouldn't be acting that way. You shouldn't be talking that way. I need a team. But I don't just need a team. I also need a coach. And luckily for us, the author in Hebrews chapter 12, he identifies the coach of all coaches. He says that we collectively need to keep our eyes on Jesus. So thank you, author. You made it so much easier for you and for me because now we know who the coach of all coaches is, is. Jesus. And in fact, he tells us why Jesus is the coach of all coaches. He says this, the first one, he says, keep your eyes on Jesus he says he's the champion. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> because that implies that Jesus is the top at the top of his game. That he's the best of best. Yeah. He beat every person. He he has a record that is unbeatable. Yeah. He hasn't lost. He's, he's winning everything. He is the champion. Yeah. Man, if I had a coach, I want a champion. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, so uh, the author says, keep your eyes on Jesus. The coach, why do we want him to be our coach? Because he's a champion. The second thing he says is because he's the initiator, which implies that Jesus is the one that got everything started. Jesus is the one that was like, <laughs> breathe life into your lungs, and you're like, ah, I'm alive. <laughs> he's the initiator. He's the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Everything starts with him. It's like getting lessons from the person that started the, whatever thing you're in. Yeah. They, you're, you're like you're sitting under the initiator, the creator. Yeah, that's Man, that's so amazing. Mm-hmm. But not, not, only, not only is he the champion, not only is he initiator, but he's also, uh, the author says he's the perfector. And I love this because the perfector helps us out. A good coach notices when your elbows bent a little bit. Mm-hmm. When you're shooting a basketball and your elbows like that, a good coach <laughs> would be like, hey, buddy, let's turn it in a little bit. Yeah. A good coach helps to identify my blind spot my, my blind spots. Yeah. A, a good coach helps helps to just identify what I'm missing. And so, so the author says that. That we collectively need to keep our eyes on Jesus, the champion, the initiator, and the perfecter of our faith. And so I don't need just the team, but I also need a coach. See, the problem is sometimes sometimes you just want a team, but you don't want a coach. So sometimes you just want a social gathering, but you don't want to surrender to anyone. But there's some of you in here this morning, like you're like, well, you know what? I just want a coach. I just don't want a team. <laughs> and so you're like, I, I, I'm willing to say, like, I love Jesus and all that, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna put myself in a team where they where they can call me out on my stuff. Yeah. You're like, I'm just gonna stay over here. No, 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 no. You need a team and a coach. <laughs> you need a team and a coach. You 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 need people to to be around you. And to, and to encourage you, to call you up, to call you out. But you also, you also need people. You also need a coach, someone, someone to, to be your champion, initiator, and perfecter. And the last one in the band can come up. We're talking about three ways to build endurance. The first way is to learn to lighten the load. The second way is to find both a team and a coach. And the third and final way, we find it in verse three. It says, think of all the hostility that Jesus endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. So number three, if I wanna build my endurance, I gotta be willing to push past the pain. I gotta be willing to push past the pain. I love what the author does here. Uh, For his readers, the way that he motivates his readers, his audience is by by having them look at Jesus, which is crazy if you think about it. So he's like, man, when you feel exhausted and when you feel like you want to give up and you feel like you can't keep, keep moving forward and you just want to throw in the towel, he said, no, 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 stop. Look at your coach. Observe the coach. Observe what he had to go through. See, because... You may not know this, but Jesus, while he was hanging on the cross, he could have been like, yo, these nails hurt. Beat me up, Scotty. You know what I'm saying? he, He could have, Jesus could have just said, this is too much. It's too painful. I didn't sign up for this. I don't want this. Take me out of here. But despite him not even deserving it, he was willing to push past that level of pain. He was willing to stay on the cross. He was willing to just stay there for you and for me. I love what the author says in Hebrews chapter 12. He says uh, in verse, verse one, I'm sorry, verse two. He said, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He said, because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. I had to be reminded about this, but do you know who the joy is? You. And you. And you. He endured the cross because you were his joy to stay there. And the author says, "This, this Jesus, he... He is he is the example that we need to stay and to push past the pain and to push past those growing pains and the uncomfortability of situations but but to know that I can't give up now yeah. that I got to keep going I got to keep pressing forward to run this race with endurance This race set before you, this race set before me. I love the fact that the author, he was so bold. He was so bold to use Jesus as the model. And I think the reason why he was so bold to do that was because he was confident that your threshold of pain is not predicated upon you. That you're stronger than you think you are. That you're faster than you think you are. That your spiritual lungs are greater than what you think they are. But it's not because of you, but it's, it's because of someone greater than you. And he's reminding us that, that, that Jesus is our coach, someone that if we can learn to push past the pain that there's something greater for you greater for me amen somebody hey exhaustion is real but jesus wants to give you renewed endurance